Do you hear that? It's something quite extraordinary. If you pay attention and listen closely, you'll hear the stories of senior executives transforming brands and the experiences of real people in their natural habitat with those very same brands. Follow your host, Dennis Wakabayashi, as he pulls out his microphone to capture authentic reactions from the people he meets as he travels around the world. These are unrehearsed, unsponsored, and real conversations about CX that you won't find anywhere else. This is CX in the Wild. Here I am, Dennis Wakabayashi, a strange, uh, happily strange uh, opportunity just to pop in at the Emirates National Bank. Here I have a guest with me who is going to give us a sort of behind the scenes CX in the Wild story, Mr. Vikram Krishna. He's the Executive Vice President at Emirates NBD. Vikram, thanks for just jumping in my (laughs) CX in the Wild uh, impromptu podcast. I just had a chance to go through some of your innovative experiences here at Expo. I saw a a intersection of NFTs and banking, of of, uh, sustainability and gardening in banking that allows you to scale across customers, which I thought was very interesting. Makes me want to talk to you more. Tell me, tell me, let can you just take me back? Tell me about you a little bit. This is sheer, certainly innovative, and something that you're very proud of. Thank you for showing it to me. What What do you do at the bank? What What is your history? Break yeah. it down for me. Perfect. So thank, thanks for coming. Delighted to have you over today. Um, CX in the wild is quite a cool uh, <laughs> title for this. So uh, it's fitting that you come to the Expo branch to. Uh, demonstrate that. So we've uh, been involved with the Expo right at the beginning as a bank. Um, we're a significant regional bank. Uh, we are the second largest in the UAE and the fourth largest now in the GCC, uh, catering to as many as 17 million clients um, with about 900 plus branches. So um, we, we, as a, as one of the significant banks here, you know, we grabbed the Expo opportunity as it came by. Uh, we've been involved in it right from the beginning, so starting with uh, understanding what's going to be the impact on the economy with the expo coming in, uh, to uh, taking part in the bid process, and of course being here uh, at the expo with the branch, which is actually quite cool. And right next, right next to Wasco, so like <laughs> the, the premier real estate. <laughs> Absolutely. So this branch is really an expression of um, you know how do we see banking in the future. Uh, and uh, interestingly, we've set in the context of banking today. So it's uh, unlike a lot of pavilions here, which are very, very futuristic and visionary um, in, the, in the way they look at it. We thought that we would want to do service here to the customers who are coming by. And, and there are a significant amount of uh, daily visitors that come by, obviously curious to see what, what the expo is about and we service them. Uh, on top of that, then we have these really interesting uh, expressions of how banking will be. So yeah, it includes investing in art through NFTs to uh, how your data is going to be in the future. Uh, Is there a value to it? And yes, uh, how are you able to then access that seamlessly to the fact that you want to be a farmer, which incidentally I am. I'm an urban farmer myself. So if you're a farmer and and we connect you to an ecosystem that allows you to then create a completely different revenue stream. Uh, To quantum computing, 
which is obviously a space where all banks are in right now to understand how does it work. So we've got an interesting case on fraudsters who constantly <coughs> they find bank their favorite places to sort of uh, you know get onto. So how do you beat fraudsters at their own game with speed? I would like to know that because while here at Expo, <laughs> I had my identity stolen. You did? Yes. Oh my god! And so it's a, that was a that was a little um, demonstration that was yeah. dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's a tricky topic because it's a it's a two way street, right? It's all about the fact that customers need to keep their information confidential and, and make sure they don't share it, which sometimes they do. And of course, uh, on the other side is a bank, which ensures that you have the level of sophistication in the infrastructure, such that you know the information that we have of our customers is is, is uh, you know here, here's what I thought. Yeah, I <clears throat> I host uh, these get-togethers for a club called the Ortis Club, and what they do is they bring leaders from all over um, a particular industry: manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, health. And I and I, I just moderate. They have me come in and talk, and <clears throat> in there, they were um, most recently talking about so many of these things that you're describing. We yeah. talked about data and security and the change is that that are happening. And you're right. I find it, <clears throat> I find it naive to think that businesses everywhere are now becoming data data banks or data yeah. handlers. And what I liked about your presentation is you're essentially involving me as yeah. the consumer into yeah. the personalized personal data and opening that doorway so that there can be greater personalization and security. It yeah. didn't hit me until right being in that booth. I want you to know as much as you can about me because <laughs> you probably would have said immediately, that's not him, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that you know, today you are the data, you're the product, and you have others who are benefiting from it, right? So we do believe that in the future there'll be, why in the future, even now, uh, there are many organizations that are looking for people like us uh, and uh, for us to share information about topics that are of interest to us and are relevant. And then they can use that data to you know, make their whole product experience or their innovation agenda a lot more richer. And I don't, we don't see any reason why that can't be monetized in the future. And maybe the banks play a role. So the bank is your data bank in yeah. addition to the, to the bank that takes care of your money. How hard is it to have that conversation yeah. at a bank? Incredibly that is, hard. Um, typically, uh, the, the model is around transactions. Yeah. And now you're talking about a piece of data as a new... See, it's a significant source it of revenue, it partnerships. It it's is. really a conduit to... Yeah. The health, yeah. you know, the health, yeah. the personal wellness, fitness. Yes. It's the whole ecosystem <laughs> approach, right? Yeah. We have multiple industries that are actually today consuming information. And uh, it's about the bank or a similar entity playing a role in aggregating that uh, and making that available to those who value it and putting a value to it and making sure that there's a data transfer which is seamless, uh, secure. And, uh, you know, you, you get the funds from that purchase almost immediately. So there's a lot of dependencies on this. <laughs> Let's bear in mind this expo. So, uh, uh, you know, it, it's all about thinking through what the yeah, future is going vision. to be, right? But it's a vision of... But I think the point we're trying to make is that this is not a very obtuse vision. It is a likely vision, right? Absolutely. And, 
and whether a bank does it or a telco does it or any other company in the metaverse does it it's only a matter of time but a whole lot of dependencies are yes. uh, required in it right Certainly. legislation yeah you know? she said say good expectations <laughs> for the audience what i thought was the thought that was in my head about the orders club is they said in there there were telcos yeah. and there were um there was another industry and uh then people were saying you know owning your own personal data the the, the it was uh, the telcos that said uh get over it to this other industry we had to decentralize people eventually took their phone numbers away from us yeah. and went wherever they wanted yeah. and people are now Correct. saying i want to take my data with me Absolutely. and that that's the clear vision of that yeah and it also has to be pure consent based as well right so you need to make sure when that when this so. ecosystem evolves then you're given consent <laughs> to each of those players in those different areas uh, you know be it banking or healthcare or what have you and uh, and there's a certain way that that information then comes together consistently over a period of time that you can then trace so so these are your vision of the future what is the single greatest um step forward you've made technologically from data or for customer experience in the last year yeah so uh, we've done a few things that we are very proud of uh first is uh, we launched a a bank for the millennials here the digital bank mm, it was great. the first uh, digital bank in the region um called live uh so we welcomed our 500000 customer uh, last year so that's something that we incredibly proud of and um, it just goes to show that if you have the right product delivered seamlessly through mobile and with a with a good rich user experience uh which understands who the target audience is what do they want it's a little bit more playful than what a typical bank looks like and interacts with and it's got packed with all kinds of value offers so we try to make sure that the whole interaction experience is rich and uh, meaningful and engaging so that's one uh second area from a cx perspective i'm really proud of is uh, uh cx is leading the vision and the values for the organization so we as a team uh, which you see here in the expo branch uh we have worked with the entire organization we are a large organization we have almost 28000 colleagues across the group in 30 countries yeah so for the cx team to work with the leadership of the organization to come up with what's the vision what's our purpose and what are our values and how do you then operationalize that into the organization's dna i, I think just, that's my top 2 right now I, i know we just met and so <laughs> i i always get nervous when i just meet someone because I want to be very respectful but I don't know the what 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 to say or not to say. So I I'm going to wait into this slowly. Um CX doesn't it doesn't spontaneously appear. There has to be a leader, yeah. there has to be stakeholder alignment, there's got to be uh momentum from the outside. Yeah. So first question is your CX transformation being human centered and putting these practices in place it's not the easiest thing to do no did how long how long have you would you say you've actually had a commitment to be customer experience focused so i'd like to step back a bit uh, so we are a product of a merger between two large banks yes. that came together uh from 2008 through 2010 yeah. so uh we grew significantly since then uh, obviously but as you're aware any merger that happens something has to give yep so customer experience 
had a challenge. And that's when the function came into play. So if you look at it from a timeline perspective, pretty much from 2012 onwards, um, customer experience became more and more significant. The function was set up in 2010. Um, but it's been a long journey. So it's, I would say that it's almost 12 years since the function came into play. In terms of the uh, importance in the organization, well, uh, we have full sponsorship from the board. Uh, that That's rare. We have full sponsorship from the chief executive. Uh, who is constantly looking at our information, our challenges, is available for any issues that we bring to him. Uh, our exco. But that, that, I want to yeah. just pause there because I see so many businesses in the US that the CEOs and the boards are, have still not understood the importance of putting the customer up in priority. Yeah. They put operations over priority and the challenge there is they're losing those customers to organizations with yeah. leadership that can focus on customers better. Yeah. yeah, I think we also benefit from the fact that Dubai and the UAE is very, very customer. I see that. Right? I mean, every interview I've done all week, it's just, it's a culture here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right from the fact that you board a flight uh, with Emirates Airlines or others and you come into town and, and the way your airport experience is managed to hospitality here or the way your next couple of days would be, I'm sure. Yeah, the various yeah. people that you'll interact with. So, it is consistent to the vision of the ruler who insists and is very hard if you don't get this right. So we are always under a lot of pressure to do better. And uh, we sometimes find ourselves running on a treadmill and the harder we run on the treadmill, it's not enough. Well, you, you, you're, you're certainly further ahead than most banks that I've had a chance to talk to. How much of the support for CX understanding is coming from internal teams evolving and learning and how much of it is coming from external Actually, sources? Uh, it's very uh, organic uh, and I feel that that's a good way to do it. Seems uh, like the way in Yeah, in, in, because in I, I feel that, you know, uh, the more people are involved at the grassroots level, so, you know, here, for example, these are uh, eyes and ears. Uh, we, we're constantly listening to them to understand what's going on, yeah? And then use that information then to fine-tune, calibrate, improve processes. Uh, we have um, a culture of appreciation. So, in fact, I can say that, uh, even though it's getting recorded. Uh, we have 15 times more uh, appreciations about our staff than complaints about our staff. So, you've seen that transition happening over the last uh, five years. And that's something I'm really proud of. Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with that. Aspect. Well, certainly after a merger. Sorry? Certainly after a merger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So merger is behind us now. It's almost like it's a, it's a decade plus, yeah. But it takes a while for oh, cultures yeah. to come together. And for it's sure. not us and them, it's we. Yeah. So it takes a while. But uh, I think the overall, uh, my approach is, uh, in fact, my organization's approach is make it as organic as possible, make it more within as possible. And of course, reach out to best practices, Sorry, good practices. Yeah. Speaking of um, your organization, how big is your particular CX function? So we have now almost uh, 35 people in the company dedicated to customer experience. And on top of that, we have the whole service quality organizations, which are a part of the uh, individual businesses and segments. So yeah, it's, it's a big function. It's a big function. And what are the typical titles for your CX people? So head of customer experience, uh, head of service performance, head of culture uh, and empowerment, and of course, uh, the famous complaints management function. Do you have a, 
Do you have user experience? We have user experience as well, which is a part of the whole uh, uh, customer journey and uh, user experience design practice. Is CRM included in your uh, that's a part CRM of, ecosystem? Uh, so CRM is, uh, we, are, we, are, we are a key stakeholder to the CRM, um, but it is managed by technology and a um, multi-channel banking team. Is, mar- is marketing part of your... Yes, yes, it is. So I look after marketing <laughs> and customer experience. Okay, good. And um, I think that's a good place to be because it keeps you very real and present. And Yeah, because like the whole ecosystem is basically yeah. unknown customers for marketing and then known customers yeah. for your service design. Yeah. And, and, and any banking brand today is a service brand, right? So you, you can say whatever you want to, but then the road is a rubber when you pick up the phone and talk to a, uh, somebody in the bank. Do you or, journey map? Absolutely. What do you, what tool do you use? So we have, uh, we use Forrester's tools essentially. So that's oh, yeah. a firm that we work mm-hmm. with very closely. And then over a period of time, we've also developed our own of mechanisms and you know, ways to do it. It's very playful. It's, it's, it's a bit like storytelling. Uh, sometimes it's almost like scripting, uh, almost like an animation. So we, we try to use different methods because you know, sometimes uh, some of these processes can actually become quite boring, specifically when you've been in it for too long. He, you know, one so of it allows the things, you to break out. <clears throat> one of the things I'll share with you is, uh, have you heard of a tool called Semantica? Yeah. So Semantica is here in Dubai. Oh, okay. So they're definitely, um, that's my new favorite um, oh, okay. journey mapping tool. Okay. And here's why. It it's the only tool in the world that does the most important thing. You can journey map. So remember we used to have post-it notes yeah, here. Yeah. This is digital. And you might say, so what, it's digital. Two things. One, it allows all of us to collaborate on one map in real time. Okay. So it's a living journey map instead of uh, okay. a historical document. Yeah, yeah. But then here's the most important part. You can feed your data sources, voice of the customer data, Google data. There's over 200 API connections that allows your digital journey map to light up with your business analytics to see okay. the functional uh-huh. impact of your CX on your financial performance in your organization. Good tip, I should check that out. It's the only one. <laughs> anyway, so you're doing journey mapping, you have UX, yeah. you're doing service design, you're, yeah. you're doing the banking. Let's talk about, and you can always just say pass on any of these questions. <laughs> Let's talk about how long how long since you've had CX for a while, how long has it been mature in your organization, the practice? Mm, I would say it came up in 2010. Um, it really reached some level of maturity only around 2015, 2016. Yeah. So in, about five, <coughs> five to seven years. In, that's yeah. consistent with the entire industry yeah. because we saw, we, saw CX, we saw CX come on the scene in the 90s. It took us until, frankly, I think it has a lot to do with Gene Bliss's book. She wrote that chief customer officer book in 2013, and it really was ahead of its time. 2015 is yeah. when the book took hold. Corporate business people started to understand the language and have titles, but it wasn't until after that when the mobile phone, Apple Pay, and transactions brought the, the, the financial um, transaction okay. and the phone together where the customer was able to participate in the experience in a way that scaled for profit. So you're right on the yeah, you're, you're right on the consistency there. Sure. Since then, since the last two years, do you see your CX organization, is it stabilized or are you adding people, getting better budgets, looking in more places? So we, uh, uh, we continue to invest in CX as an organization. So there's a lot of work happening around uh, 
uh, mystery shopping and you know more sort of proactive uh, customer CSAT management than NPS. Uh, we're also working a lot more on uh, proactive services. So like every other industry, we learn from the customer when we made a mistake, when we actually knew about it much earlier. So we're trying to see how, what we can do to swing that. Uh, and there's, there's a lot that we're doing. So we, we give proactive experiences to almost half a million customers every year in the hope that they notice it and they feel that you know we, we know them, we value the fact that they are banking with us. And then you know, we represent, you know, demonstrate the fact that you know, we are interested to make things better for them. So that, that's one area. Uh, the other area is uh, hybrid. So, you know, we, we suddenly had, we're not alone, right? But there are people who are now working from home. Uh, they're taking care of customers. Uh, we're not monitoring them anymore as much as we used to earlier. Yeah. So there were obviously misgivings that everybody had and we were no different. But we are absolutely delighted to see, and maybe that's where the strength of the culture comes in. That people, hybrid environment, work from home, have actually done a way better job than they were when 100% with us. So that's fascinating. And it's still, the script is still being written. Thank you for, for being so humble. I will say, I love how humble you are. Here's, here's what I know. Your bank is one of the most uh, influential um, businesses in the world you are managing probably some of the most advancing and innovative customer experiences there are. You have a giant team compared to most people in the world. So I understand that you hold a distinct position of leadership globally for setting the tone and, and pace for um, CX development, but also CXers. So what I'd love to know is in 2022, what are you focusing on for that this year because it'd be interesting to know what your North Star is, what you're paying attention to, but not forever. Just this 22, what do you, what do you think you're gonna accomplish and what do you think other people around the world should focus on? So we're focusing a lot on technology um, and looking at empowering our front end with as much information as we can so that they are able to take those decisions which are important when you're interacting with customers, yeah? And for that we have, um, um, my favorite project right now is knowledge management because I feel that when you have large organizations, you have this variance in knowledge, right? And what we've seen over the years, thanks to Google, is that everyone can be incredibly knowledgeable about anything yeah. in a second, right? But somehow we organizations have missed a trick there. So uh, I'm working very oh, hard with a, yeah. with a whole bunch of people to see how can information be available almost on the fly. So then when you're talking to a customer, and obviously it's so complex, right? You can't necessarily know everything. So um, a knowledge management system, which is well constructed, hopefully should be able to uh, settle that. Yeah, that's one. Second, I also am focusing a lot on celebrating people who are doing a great job. And um, I just feel that there's a lot of negative emotion around complaints that has a certain velocity that rips through an organization, which everybody pays attention to, right? But when someone does a good job, it's like, yeah, you've done a good job, let's carry on with the next day. Yeah. So I'm just trying to see how we can make more heroes, uh, you know, out of the organization, people sitting somewhere in a corner, doing their job well, and uh, they just feel happy about it. And I think that's, that's infectious, that's viral, and it just makes the bank a better place. I think those are great places for people to focus this year. 
Mr. Krishna, thank you for being on CX in the Wild. I'm going to turn this <laughs> off now, but it's been fun talking to you. My pleasure. And so, our time together in the wild has come to an end. To continue your journey with Dennis, connect on LinkedIn or find out more at teamwakabayashi.com. Join us next time as we continue to explore the world of CX in the wild. Oh,